holy chatter. What do I do if someone comes to me for help? And in order for me to really give them good advice, um, they need to tell me the whole story. They need to give me all the information, everything that's going down, everything the person's doing wrong, everything the person said, all the money the, mo- the person's moving or wiring or doing things irresponsibly or uh, coming from a really bad judgment. Am I allowed to um, hear all of this information? Am I allowed to give over all of this information to someone that can um, help me decide what to do? So the example that they give here is, imagine that two of your sons are in business together and one believes that the other one is being stubborn, he's refusing to seek advice and he's making bad decisions. He decides to come to you, you're his mom, for advice on how to give muster, how to reprove his brother or perhaps for you to to get involved. He wants to tell you all about the the foolish decisions his brother has made. May you listen. So the halacha is like this. If you're not personally aware of the stubborn son's doings, you should first check out the facts to make sure you're getting an accurate picture. Which means, if let's say, for example, it's not your children. If, for example, it's two people that came to you because you're a person that people trust or you're a person that people believe that can help, okay? And they come to you and they seek your etza, they seek your advice, they seek your help. Okay, so now what are you supposed to do? So the halacha tells you like this. Um, if you're not personally aware of all the information, then you should need to first check out the facts with the person that's being spoken about, not the person that's coming to you to get advice from you, but the person that's being spoken about. You need to speak to that person firsthand to get their side of the story, okay? Because there's always two sides to the story. In any event, you are allowed to listen to the information if it's for the constructive purpose of steering that person in the direction, in the right direction, or settling a dispute between two of these people, okay? Because if you're a third party that is uh, of someone of authorities, someone that they're coming to to really get hadracha from, to really help them with their issue that they can't figure out themselves, then your position here is to kind of clarify the whole picture and not just get one side of the picture and also to... Yes, listen to all the information that's given because because there's a constructive purpose here. And the constructive purpose here is uh, either one, to steer the person that's messing up, to steer them, to talk to them, to give them mustard, to reprove them, put them on the right path and to show them where they're going wrong. And number two is to create peace amongst these two people so they can continue going on and uh, having a business together, having a partnership together, being married having a friendship, and that is uh, very uh, very much of a constructive purpose. So that's our halacha for today. And our quote of the day is, a safety fence for wisdom is silence. And I was just listening to something today that's, that, that they were teaching how silence um, is not a way of you punishing yourself, like when someone says something and you don't respond. You know, we live in a world where responding and getting, you know, having one-upping someone and and having like the right thing to just jab at them is like the thing to do, right? Because otherwise you're a frayer, you're a welcoming mat, anyone can say anything to you and abuse you or whatever. But I was learning tonight that siag which means when a person um, wants to gain wisdom in his life, then he understands the power of shtika, of, of silence, 
of not responding, of not reacting, of not immediately one-upping and getting the last word in, because that's human nature and that's a no-brainer. But the act of silence is not human nature. And what I learned today that I never learned before is that when you practice being quiet in the face of whatever, um, someone having an ego situation and you really getting triggered, your ego getting triggered and you not responding, someone yelling at you and you not responding, someone embarrassing you and you not responding, um, that silence opens the doors to hearing Hashem in your life. Like, if you stay quiet, you'll be able to hear God. And that's something that's, <laughs> that's something that you can't get anywhere. That's something that you really have to um, work on your nefesh to be able to open the door to receive. And I just want to just make a little disclosure before we end here, disclaimer, is that what I just said about someone yelling at you, someone embarrassing you, someone, if you're in a situation that's abusive, then that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about an abusive marriage. We're not talking about a situation that you're being abused and they're embarrassing you and you're yelling at you 24-7. It's not what we're talking about. That You don't become a big tzaddik or tzaddikas from remaining in a situation that is abusive and that is damaging to you in your life. We're talking about everyday experiences, occurrences that happen in life where um, it's my ego versus the other guy's ego. And when I'm able to silence my ego, um, I open the door to hearing Hashem clearly in my life. And that's our learning for tonight. Have a good night.